And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, I got ADHD. A dang hot dog. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's show brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, made with real vodka, real seltzer, real juice. It's neutral, the one with the umlaut. I'm J.E. Skeets, here in the Classic Factory. It's Wednesday, March 29th, 2023, and alongside me, it's the bearded one, the top shot hot boy. That's Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, no tasks. For the rest of the week, uh, he and the fam are slipping in a little vacation time. But there is a brand new No Bunts podcast. Podcast. It's a little bit of a podcast. Is it? <laughs> sure. Does Joel have his shirt off? <laughs> yeah, he did the whole time. I was surprised. Awesome. Well, Tass and Joel doing a 2023 MLB season preview. You can check that out if you are a fan of the baseballs, or maybe you're just a fan of Tass or Joel's body, uh, at the Athletic Baseball Show feed on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Just go get it. The Athletic Baseball Show, and you'll get a little Tass in your life here. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away, subscribe. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And join us live in Houston, Monday, April 3rd at the White Oak Music Hall. Special guest, Kelly Eco of The Athletic, Rockets beat writer. We'll be talking to him on stage. And these tickets, they're free. Shout out to Neutral. Just uh, hit that link in the show notes. Get yourself a ticket. Get your name on the list there. And join us. Uh, doors at 5, show at 6. NCAA championship game after us. Very excited. Yeah. Uh, heard from Kelly yesterday. Yeah. He's pumped. Should be a classic show. Okay. I'm very, very excited. It's right around the corner, so hopefully we'll see some of you in Houston. Uh, before we get into last night's games, we had another wedgie. It's wedgie 51 on the season, and it happened on TNT with Ian Eagle and Jim Jackson on the call. Rebounds, 4.7 assists per game. Lob it up. Just did, and uh-uh. That takes talent. You know that, right? The timing is exquisite. That time to get a dunk wedgie. That's like two wedgies in America. You get one wedgie in Canada. Oh wow, a wedgie conversion rate. I never thought about that. Uh, almost want to count it as two, but no, we'll keep it at 51. Uh, what an incredible call there. It was an actual no dunks wedgie wow, too, yeah. with Barnes and Boucher on the alley-oop. And how about that maniacal laugh? <laughs> Who I don't believe was Jim Jackson. I think it must have been a fan or somebody behind them, right? I hope it's 
a fan behind them because if it's Jim Jackson and that's how he laughs, that would be quite the incongruous laugh. Yeah. The guy's got like the smoothest, deepest voice, but a Trey Kirby laugh? No way. No yeah. way. That sounded awesome. It sounded loud on the broadcast. Somehow louder on our clip, yeah. that laugh in the background. But uh, I don't know. That might be the most no dunksiest wedgie so far this season. Oh. Taking place in Toronto yep. on a dunk attempt. Pretty good. Nationally televised team. Oh, yeah. We like time. to see that. Uh, everybody uh, tweeting at us and sharing it on Instagram. Thank you. Uh, yeah, good one. 51 wedgies. Amazing. Okay, let's get into last night's games, though. I have two headlines from the same game, okay? And I wanted to throw them at you and see which one you actually think is uh, more uh, of a better representation of the actual result from the game. Okay, the first <laughs> one, I believe from the AP. Curry scores 39 as the Warriors rally from 20 down to beat the Pelicans. The other one from ESPN. Draymond Green sparks Warriors to win with 17th tech and scrum. <laughs> this is a, a mini what you got here, Trey. Which one would you... Uh, I mean, they both happen. They're both sort of true, but uh, which one, again, is the better representation of that game? I think they're both 100% accurate. Okay. If only somehow uh, one of these headlines could have worked in that it was a tale of two halves. <laughs> that is the one I would go with. But I guess we'll go with Draymond because I kind of thought his technicals actually fired the Warriors up. Both Draymond, no surprise, and Steve Kerr after the game gave Draymond credit yep. for getting the team fired up because they looked really bad. Uh, in the first half of the in the first half of this game, I saw Sam Asfandiari said that the current Warriors in the first half were the NBA Disgusting Brothers because they just had <laughs> some ridiculous turnovers. They were not completely into this game. And then Draymond and Brandon Ingram get into it. And then Draymond and Herb Jones get into it. And no doubt, the game flipped after that moment. Draymond, lucky to stay in the game, I would say, all things considered. How? 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 <laughs> it is How? Weird. It's weird. How? How? The guys How? who get the most tacks get the longest leashes. It's true. No doubt about it. They get the most grace. And I'm kind of like, that's how it should be. You should be allowed to beef a little bit on the basketball court without instantly getting a tech and getting tossed like a Terrence Mann or a Kawhi Leonard getting a technical just for a clap. Draymond's allowed to scream at people, oh. insult people. You could say he intentionally kicked Herb Jones in the head if you wanted to. I was surprised to hear that on the TNT broadcast at halftime. But I'm also like, let the boys beef a little. However, it's always the guys who are crossing the line the most who get the most grace. There's got to be yeah. a little bit of a, a middle ground there <laughs> or something. But I don't know. The Warriors needed a kick in the butt, and it worked for whatever reason. It also helped that Steph Curry is awesome. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, Steph this Curry is my the favorite part. Did, was awesome. Did Draymond need to do all of this to remind Steph Curry that you're the greatest shooter of all yes, time? I yes, guess so. I think he did. Uh, maybe, maybe he had to. I think you have the clips, JD. You might as well just start rolling them because it did start in the second quarter. The Warriors look flat. Draymond, you know, a hard foul, we can call it that, on Brandon Ingram there. And then Draymond, of course, like, he got in his way. Yeah. Like, B.I. is headed to the free throw line, and then this is, here's the house, here's the house. Here's the house. How, how. <laughs> uh, and, you know, this led to two techs. So that was the 17th tech there on Draymond on, this, Draymond on the season. And a flagrant. And the flagrant. A fair flagrant. Yeah, yep. And uh, a fair double tech here, I thought. You know, like, hard foul by Draymond. He certainly gets in Brandon Ingram's way to continue the confrontation. Ingram 
in the confrontation as well. They're going back against each other. Double technicals are stupid, but you see a double technical in that situation all the time. Right. And then, what, 20 seconds later? I know it was minutes later (laughs) after we're looking at it, but in real time, but 20 seconds of game time, we then have what you already alluded to, this play where Draymond sort of trucks over Herb Jones, gets called for the offensive foul. They both fall to the floor. Draymond, his legs, surprise, surprise, on somebody's head while Herb's trying to get up. And yeah, extracurricular here. And this, uh, you know, this was the second incident that happened right after Draymond with uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, Yeah, and it happened so quickly after that you had to think Draymond was going to get tossed just because they're in each other's faces right away. I mean, good job by everybody splitting things up. Um, Like I said, I thought it was accidental when it happened. You Mm -hmm. know, Draymond... Runs over Herb Jones. Good call for it to be a charge. He's stumbling, bumbling. Herb Jones is underneath his feet. So Draymond definitely kicks him in the head. Foot, head, contact. Mm -hmm. We could all see it. But then at halftime, Jamal Crawford adamant that that was intentional. And I think Channing Frye and who else was it on with him? Tracy McGrady. They all agreed with him that they thought it was... Mm, intentional, and maybe that's just because it's because of the guy Draymond Green. <laughs> this guy's feet are always hitting people. Uh, they once are. that whistle blows, Skeets, you can't expect Draymond to control his feet. That would be ridiculous <laughs> yeah. from the waist down. He's going wild out there, but uh, I don't know. They went and checked it out, and just ended up being a standard foul. I think that the refs were probably a little hesitant to give Draymond a second technical, get him ejected from this game, knowing that he'll also be suspended going forward. But that was surprising to me to see another confrontation so quickly, like you're saying, game-wise afterwards within the same minute that it didn't result in an ejection for Draymond. Yeah, and then it led to the hilarious moment where he's like sort of back and forth with Herb Jones, and then Herb Jones is like, dude, you're getting subbed out, man. Like, your coach is taking you out. That was a clutch sub. It was a good sub, obviously. Then we had uh, Draymond talking to uh, Bob Myers there, and everybody's just like, okay, man. You have started the fire, all right? Yes. You have uh, you have ignited us here. Now watch yourself before you pick up another tech. You would miss another game. That would be your 18th. You'd obviously be taken out of this one. So he stayed in. Uh, but yeah, then Curry catches fire here. I think some credit to, uh, to, to Looney as well and the work he was doing on the boards there. He almost should get, I was thinking, every time you get an offensive rebound and you kick it out to a shooter that knocks down a three, the guy that got the board should get one of the three points. They should like, take a couple away from Curry and give them to Looney. Because a lot of those, of course, happened because of uh, the work he was doing inside. And maybe, yeah, was it was it Draymond Green just saying, like, let's go here, guys, and, like, just putting up a fight? Like, you look at it from one side of things, you're like, he ignited them. Especially if you're a Warriors fan. You're like, we need this. We need somebody to yell at us and get us going. You know, we're the four-time champs. We're sort of, like... You know, just going through the motions in this game. We're getting our asses handed to him, so we need that. You see it from the other side of things. If you're not a Draymond Green fan, if you're not a Warriors fan, if you just, whatever, you don't like this type of basketball, then you just go, he's just a shit disturber. And it's just what he does, and he's annoying, and it's like all that. Both can be true. That's both true, both just can like be these headlines. Uh, but, of course, you lean towards the lit the fire part when you come back and win. <laughs> right? Exactly right. If they don't win this, then it's probably more the other. Yes, Draymond was the gas, Curry was the flame, throwing it on. It just looked like the old Warriors flipping the switch. We've seen them have incredible third quarters a lot of times over the past eight seasons. They came out, had an 8-0 run to start the third. They got a dunk for Dante DiVincenzo, and you could just tell the energy was different for Golden State. And as the tide turned, maybe the legs got tired for the Pelicans, but it also just felt like... 
Draymond was doing Draymond stuff, and Steph Curry was doing Steph Curry stuff. He hit three straight threes at one point in the third quarter. So once you get Draymond creating, also finished with 12 assists on the night, he has been really solid offensively the last couple of weeks for the Warriors. You get that. You get Curry shooting the ball well. It's a perfect recipe for a comeback in the third quarter. Yeah, and big win there when we look at the standings here in a second. But let's move on to some other games. Uh, P.J. Washington, the Chevy Tracks of the NBA, scores a career-high 43 as the Hornets, Trey, continue to play spoiler. I mean, they're party poopers for everybody here. You know, they did it to the Mavericks there, taking two off them, and then they beat the Thunder in this one. OKC got back into this game. There's no SGA. But the Hornets pull it out, and uh, this was the P.J. Washington game because the Hornets also weren't playing anybody. Like, no, there was no Hayward, no. there was no Terry Rozier, there's no Kelly Oubre, uh, and they still get it done here. Uh, I don't know if you have thoughts on, on P.J. here. Well, I don't know what kind of trim you got in your Chevy track skeets, but that was premium trim from <laughs> P.J. last night. 43 points. He only had 21 going into the fourth quarter. Guy had 22 points in a fourth quarter. Our guy, Nick Richards... 14 points, 11 rebounds. The Thunder have problems inside. They basically don't play any big guys for the majority of the game. I guess Jeremiah Robinson uh, Earl is is kind of their biggest guy, but they're generally a small team, and you could see uh, that the Hornets took advantage on the inside, both of their big guys. I mean, Richards is actually big. P.J. Washington just kind of plays like a big. Yeah, They did it. They did their thing, and the Thunder... We're going for the let's see if we can outscore him method. And it just didn't happen because Giddy missed a free throw at the end. Who else missed a free throw at the end? Jalen Williams, I think, missed a free throw at the end. Then they had a three-pointer. Had a chance to win it, but they just didn't play quite well enough to pull off a win against a scrappy... Hornets team. I know. Who's been playing pretty decent. I don't I don't remember exactly what the defensive numbers are, but I know they've actually been a solid defensive team. Uh, I believe the, they're the best defensive team since the All-Star break, Nikaias I, I wanted to say that, but it sounds unbelievable I know. to me, Skeets. Uh, there wasn't defense in this game, no, not really. but you can tell the Hornets are at least playing hard. Shout out to them on the win. The giddy miss at the free throw line I heard uh, on the broadcast. It was Michael Cage. He said it was a pinball that didn't go down. Oh. Yeah, it really rattled. Oh, okay. Pinball, you don't... Oh, no, wait. That was a pinball that did go down. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he went one for two at the line. The first one... Yes. Finally went in. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yes, that's right. Uh, and then the other Western Conference uh, victory last night was the Grizzlies beating the Magic. Desmond Bain with 31. He had some late free throws. Uh, came through in the clutch there as uh, they got another victory. They continue to, like, rack up wins here. There was no John Morant uh, in this game. But, yeah, the Grizzlies, man, they are rolling right now at the perfect time because the playoffs start very, very soon. And let's show you the Western Conference playoff picture after everything that happened there last night. The Thunder stay in 10th. They are tied with the Mavericks, 37 and 39 records. Um, And you see the Pelicans there who have moved up to 8th. I mean, they had been on a nice little run. Brandon Ingram playing really well. They're 500. um, And then Warriors in 6th right now. A half game up on the Wolves. So, uh, any any thoughts here on on this madness in the West. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a disappointing loss for the Thunder just because it would have really helped to secure a spot in the play-in tournament. Yeah. Uh, also some hilarious trivia for the Thunder. They had three guys who scored in 30 in a game last night. It was the third time it's happened for them. Uh, the Thunder, in their history, Westbrook, Harden, and Durant did it back in 2012. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for that sure. totally makes sense. Happened again in 2015 
Westbrook, Anthony Morrow, and Ennis Cantor. Okay, wouldn't have got that one. for 30 plus. <laughs> uh, and then last night, who were the 30s for OKC? You're talking about Giddy Williams and Isaiah Joe, who was on fire he was last on fire. night. So that's just a funny little note. But uh, Poku didn't go for 30 last night. He, he back. was back. Yeah. Uh, did Poku score last <laughs> night? Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah. Ten minutes, two blocks though. Yeah. No, no points. Uh, as for blocking. Jaron Jackson Jr., another huge block dunk. This one on Paolo Boncaro. Not quite as violent as the John Collins one, yep. uh, but he had another great game. And Xavier Tillman has been really solid for the Grizzlies, stepping into the starting lineup with both Steven Adams out, Brandon Clark out. He had a career-high 20 last night. He started 25 games for the Grizzlies now. They're 16-9, and nine, mm-hmm. but 13-4 and four in their last 17 since he came back into the starting lineup. He was out of the rotation for a second, then he came back in. He has been a really solid presence for them. I don't necessarily know exactly how he will hold up come playoff time, but he has helped hold the fort for the Grizzlies, and that's why they've been able to stay where they are in the Western Conference. For sure. Let's move to the East. Uh, I'll throw all three games at you, and we can uh, talk about all of them or none of them if you want. Uh, We had Scotty Barnes score in 22. He had a career-high 12 assists as the Raptors beat the Heat. They were helped out with no Jimmy Butler in that game up there. The Hawks held on to beat Donovan Mitchell in the Cavaliers. Sort of a wild ending. Uh, there was a, a a very controversial, I think, call involving DeJounte Murray there and Mobley, and they went and looked at it, and he ended up getting the free throws. And then we had the shorthanded Wizards uh, crushing the Celtics, 130-111, to 111, probably the most surprising result on the night. So Raps win, Hawks win, and uh, the Celtics lose. The Wizards are trying to stay around in that uh, play-in play picture there, trying to chase down your our Raps and your Bulls there. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, honestly, a bad night for the Bulls. Last night with the yep. Hawks, Raptors, and Wizards winning. The Bulls lost to the Clippers on Monday night, and they got to play the Lakers tonight. So, yeah. uh, tough one uh, for Chicago. But I was hoping we were going to get a J.E. Skeets. The Raptors are back to 500 today. Back to 500 for the first time since December. It's got to be exciting. It's been a long time. The last time the Raps were 500, they were 13 and 13 in basically early December. They're mm-hmm. 38 and 38. Look, that was one of the best games I've seen the Raptors yeah. play all year. Uh, now, they're playing the Heat, who are at times like the Raptors and can't score at all. And then they didn't have Jimmy Butler. So I like, I can't yeah. get too excited. But man, I love seeing Siakam, OG, and Scotty Barnes all playing well on the same night. You know, uh, that that's that's important. And it was weird. They were up six at half. They had hit one three-pointer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they hit, they went on to hit a couple more in this game. The Raptors did. But, like, they didn't do it there. They did it in fast break points, dominating inside, 62-36. to 36. And I thought, like, Scotty Barnes, man, when you see these games, you're like, well, this guy is he's – he's a star. I mean, he's an all-star if he plays at this level and he progresses at this level because – He's scary good. Um, he's got those Draymond Green-like qualities, of course, in terms of his playmaking and stuff like that. Being a bigger guy, but that was a that was a big win. I just like, no, Jimmy, I can't get, I can't get too pumped about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. hard to get excited in a game where both teams don't combine to score two hundred points. Yeah. So, yeah. but the Raptors, Raptors, Raptors win, are eight no when they hold opponents under hundred. That's I mean, the way to do it. They yeah. took thirteen more shots last night because, like you said, they won the offensive rebounding game. They won the turnover battle. Ergo, they win fast break points and points in the paint. The Heat, I don't know. I Everybody oh. assumes they're going to be better in the playoffs slash the play-in, but I really think the Raptors and the Bulls could both beat Miami any given night in yep. one of those games, and it basically comes down to only two games for them. So that's something to watch out for. And, man, Barnes was 
Barnes was awesome. Oh my god! Uh, the dunk he had was wicked as well. Yeah, uh, like yep. Statue of Liberty dunk, yep. uh, as it was called on the broadcast. Really great stuff. Um, as for Hawks versus Cavs, major win for Atlanta. I thought all things considered. Kind of surprised that they pulled it out. Uh, yeah. The way Donovan Mitchell was playing in the fourth quarter, he just kind of ran out of magic at the very end. You know, he was uh, he was on fire in the fourth quarter. Had a couple of three point looks in the final twelve seconds that could have gone in, but also Cleveland kind of got jobbed on the Dejounte Murray three pointer yeah, where weird. he took a shot from the left wing. He follows through with his body and his legs going forward. Hits the Michael Jackson smooth criminal lean. <laughs> Underneath Evan Mobley's feet, they go and review it. It ends up being confirmed as yeah, a call. Because right? it was called a foul. It was called a Dicker foul. Bickerstaff's like, no, we got to no look way. at that. Yeah, yeah. So they do their challenge. Yeah. They lose the challenge, which means Murray gets three free throws, yeah. which he makes all three of them. Clutch stuff. Also hit a clutch jumper a little bit yeah, later. That was huge. But almost worse was that Cleveland also lost their last time out. So when it came yep. down to it, they just had to go for a desperation heave for Mitchell at the buzzer. He put it on the rim. Holy crap. Pretty close. Yeah, they brought, they brought in the Rubio to inbound the ball. Yeah. And hit Mitchell, and he didn't miss my much. Yeah. yeah, but you could understand why J.B. Bickerstaff was upset in the postgame. Post yeah, that was uh, – I think you saw it, and then you saw the replay, and you're like, oh, they'll probably overturn that one. Yeah. yeah. like, I don't know about that one. And instead, they stood, and they hit – and, like, you know, good on Murray to hit the free throws. He was great in this game for them, but that was a big win. I saw Blake Murphy had a tweet trying to make sense of the East play in tiebreaker chaos – I believe this is how it goes. Again, shout out to our guy Blake Murphy in Canada. Atlanta has the tiebreaker over Toronto. Toronto has the tiebreaker over Miami and Chicago. Chicago has the tiebreaker over Miami, Atlanta, and Brooklyn. Miami has the tiebreaker over Atlanta. And Brooklyn has the tiebreaker over Atlanta, Miami, and Toronto. I know I just said that out loud, and that sounds like stupid as shit. Because, like, what? That couldn't even have made sense, right? Apparently it does. That's the, the, the jumble there with these teams. And, like, it's wild to think, like, a who knows, like a game that you lost in January in a particular series, a season series, could hurt you in terms of are you hosting? Are you on the road? Do you have to win twice? Are you even in the playoffs? Like, that type of thing. So, huh. good stuff there from Blake. I'm trusting Blake on that one. He's a very smart guy. Yeah, he's a very smart guy. He's got all the spreadsheets guy. and stuff. Like, <laughs> he's keeping track. Yeah, and, like, thinking back to it, I know that the Raptors lost to the Hawks on a buzzer beater. A.J. Griffin. The yes. Bulls lost to the Hawks on a buzzer beater. The Hawks lost to the Bulls on a buzzer beater. <laughs> Good point. I don't know, remember the specifics of every Miami versus Toronto versus Atlanta game, but all of these teams have been close. I was taking a shower today and just thinking, these are going to be disgusting games in the Eastern Conference play-in tournament because the Bulls, the Raptors, the Heat, and the Nets – Got good defenses, yeah. really good defenses, yeah. but can go through huge periods where they cannot score in the half court. Then you look at the Hawks, they've got a really good offense. Sometimes we saw them get completely taken out of their game in the playoffs last season against the Heat. So we could be looking at games in the 90s throughout the play-in tournament. It's going to be ugly. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a, a play-in tournament in the East if we didn't have a couple ugly games. We're oh, yeah. usually good for like a, I don't know, the Wizards in there and some blowout. Or <laughs> yeah, Pacers. I think Pacers. the Pacers lost two play-in games by like a combined 75 points <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. like so that. So maybe we don't get that, but you're right. We could have some, could have some crazy, rock fights man. there and uh, we'll see who, uh, who comes out victorious there between our teams and yeah, the Hawks maybe and the, and the heat and and all of that stuff. So wild night there once again in the association. Uh, the only other note I have from that Hawks victory, the streak was on the line. 
I saw Schumann tweeting about it. If the Hawks had lost and the Cavs had pulled it out, then that streak of the Hawks always being within one game of 500 would have ended last night because they would have fallen two below 500. But nope, they get the victory. They're back to 500. And as Schumann said, the, st- the streak continues. That's the great thing about this streak. Yeah. Pull off that win. It's like winning two more. Yeah, that's because right. Because they'll be either above or below for the next one and then trying to get back. Uh, Capella, I thought, was huge in this yep. game uh, for the Hawks. It just it was strange to see the Hawks looking like the bigger team without Jared Allen out there. Mm-hmm. Mobley played incredibly well, but Capella had a hook with like four and a half minutes left, took the lead, had a dunk off a nice play with a minute and 45 seconds left, take the lead again. And then when Mitchell missed the three with nine seconds left, his first clutch miss uh, late in the fourth quarter, another rebound by Capella. He and Okongwu were Okongwu, really big. Okongwu, I was going to say too, was yeah. also good. Okongwu, what a weird line. Mm-hmm. Went to the line for 12 free throws. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, he had like 20 points, but he was three for three from the field. They were just hacking him. Uh, I don't know. Just weird lineups, uh, all things considered. But the Hawks gritted that one out. And we had a nice uh, little bonding moment between Quinn Snyder and Donovan Mitchell. That's nice. After the game, back to their jazz days. Uh, We're going to take our first break. When we come back, though, we're going to get into Is This News? Talk about KD's potential return tonight. That's looking likely. Bradley Beal involved in some weird uh, altercation. We'll get into it all in Is This News. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back in the factory, Skeets, TK, JD. We got Shu here in the stream team uh, with a quick correction. It was the Hornets there that just got dominated in two games there Uh. in the play-in tournament. Um, So no Hornets this year. But uh, we'll see those those type of games we get between the four teams that are ultimately in it. We're still figuring it out. If you are joining us live, hit the like button and make sure you subscribe. That's all we ask here to give you this show. Monday through Friday, except for this week, because there's no show on Friday, so I shouldn't have said that. We will have a show tomorrow, though, and no buffs. Uh, Let's get into Is This News? Yeah, Is This News? Got some headlines for Trey Kirby and everybody joining us live, listening later. Tell me whether or not they're newsworthy. First one from uh, AZ Central. I think it's part of USA Today. I like the headline. said, Slim Reaper on the way. That was a quote (laughs) from Eaton, I think. Uh, Kevin Durant to return from injury tonight versus the T-Wolves. These are the reports. Trey Kirby, Durant will be back. His first home game for the Phoenix Suns if uh, everything goes okay in pregame warm-ups. I guess it's a question. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's a question. But, uh, yeah, this is news, and you're right. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was hilarious Uh, in this piece by Dwayne Rankin over at the AZ Central. Slim Reaper on the way, man, said Ayton about Durant. Things are kind of (laughs) cloudy. Respect. I guess uh, Kevin Durant is the son 
of the Phoenix Suns, but it's exciting to see Kevin Durant actually coming back. Yep. The Suns looked great when he was on the court, yep. 3-0, and and then the weirdest injury that we've seen until Jonathan Kaminga did the exact same thing. But <laughs> the Suns have five of their last seven games at home, which means it looks like they're going to have a chance to really lock into the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to make it to three. They're five games back, uh, Sacramento. But I did like what Dwayne Rankin said. If Durant plays Wednesday, he'll finally make that home debut before what is sure to be an extremely lit sellout crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's official. It's going to be extremely lit. Uh, Clippers, last day of the season for the Suns. That's going to be a huge game, seeding-wise, because, I don't know, people have been speculating that Phoenix might want to drop to number six. Maybe the Clippers will want to drop to number six because... If you're talking about the top seeds in the Western Conference, certainly the Kings are the juiciest matchup, having zero play-off experience. But I'm just excited to see Kevin Durant back on the court again, especially considering how well Booker's been playing since he's been out. If those two can figure out how to play well together, which I assume they're going to be able to do pretty easily, yikes. Yeah, it's so wild with the KD. We've we've done this so many times of this guy coming back from injury that we're just like, yeah, like there's no like, ah, you know, they'll slow play it, you know, maybe he'll have a rough game. Like, it's like, he comes back from injury, and it's just like he never had one. Like, yes. he's just like, you can pencil him in for 25 to 30 points. I mean, in the three games he played with the Suns, he shot 69%, very nice, from the floor. All of them wins, and you just expect him, and maybe we shouldn't. I don't know, maybe, like, uh, we're going to regret this, but it's like, okay, Kevin Durant, just put him back in the lineup, and there you go. There's 30 points. Going to hit a bunch of jumpers, a couple threes. You know, he's going to disrupt some shots uh, inside. He's got all that length. And that's probably what will happen here. But, yeah, the schedule's interesting here for the Suns. Uh, They play Minnesota tonight at home. Then they have Denver on Friday. Then they're in OKC on the weekend. Then they have a couple more games at home against the Spurs and the Nuggets again. That one on TNT. There's a back-to-back there at the end of next week. It's Denver, and then in L.A., and then final one at home versus the Clippers. Big game. Um, so, yeah, you know, those are some good teams there. Obviously, the Nuggets, Minnesota tonight, OKC trying to get into the play-in, and then two L.A. teams. Really, your easy ones, if you want to call them that, are really just the Spurs. So, we'll see here um, if they can pick up where they left off when they got KD at the, at the deadline here. Yeah, and I hope we get to see kind of a full-strength Phoenix game versus a full-strength Denver game. You know, we're getting pretty late in the season when we're starting to get some rest for the playoffs, but neither of these are going to be terrible schedule disadvantage games for Phoenix. I haven't really checked into Denver to see if they're on the second night of a back-to-back or anything like that, but those are big-time potential playoff matchups. It'd be awesome to see these two teams kind of getting sharp for the playoffs against each other. It, it would, but I do wonder, will there be a little gamesmanship here from Michael Malone and the Nuggets? Sure. Uh, you know, Secure. not really wanting to show them anything. These teams could meet in the second round. They have two games. Like, are you going to go full squad? Are you going to, like, throw the kitchen sink at them? Do you do the thing, like, let's send the message, try and beat their ass? Yeah, we're not afraid of you. We'll see you in the second round. Or is it, like, again, like, yeah, you take a night off here, Jokic, or you so-and-so take a night off, and, like, we don't go full uh, full soldiers out there. We'll see. Um, they do have a back-to-back, the Horn- oh, excuse me, the Nuggets, too, uh, starting Thursday and Friday. Um, so, yeah, it would be a second game. Against the Suns on Friday night. Yeah, also in Phoenix for Friday, March 31st, like you're saying. I could see that being a chill pill kind of game for uh, for Denver. So maybe the April 6th matchup looks to be a little juicier since 
both teams will be decently rested. Next headline here from ESPN. Brooklyn Nets shutting down Ben Simmons for rest of the season. What is this news? This is huge, man. This okay. is not news. Come on. The guy's played 100 minutes in two months. Wow. I don't, I don't really have many takes. Yep. Uh, ben Simmons had back surgery last summer. I think he's been out of the reason or out of the lineup for knee soreness. That's what they were saying as of late. But this is a back impingement. Um, I thought Zach Lowe nailed it when he was talking about Ben Simmons being shut down. It just feels like Ben Simmons is no longer part of the plans for the Brooklyn Nets, and I think that's really shown when you look at the top two headlines on the Athletic when you click on the Brooklyn Nets page. On one side, it says Nets rule Ben Simmons out for season. On the other side, it says, I just want to play every game. Nets' Mikhail Bridges is more than the NBA Iron Man. He's determined. <laughs> they have moved on. Right. Unfortunately, they still have to pay Ben Simmons a lot of money for the rest of this season and next season and the season after. Yeah, he's under contract through 24-25 season. Yes. He's, only, he's only 26 years old. I mean, it feels like he's been around for a lot longer than that. He turns 27 in July. I'm excited to listen to the Glue Guys podcast, uh, the Great Nets podcast, part of the Athletic Network. They're going to be tackling questions like, can we blame Ben Simmons' brutal season here on these injuries? What should the Nets offseason plan be with him? And is Ben Simmons even tradable at this point with that contract? And the guy not playing. Now, there is news from his agent that he is not going to require surgery here. That's what his agent is saying. And that he has every expectation to be a day one participant come camp. Become the next uh, start of next season. No restrictions or issues. That's, again, his agent telling uh, that to NBA insider Ian Begley. But uh, I, I wonder how much of this is just for the, the Nets, the rest of the Nets players in their organization too, right? Just like... Forget this idea, whispers of like, oh, could Ben come back for a, a playoff series? Could he come back for game three? Like, let's just end that noise right now. These are our guys. Let's go and try and, you know, put up a fight in a, in a potential playoff series or even trying to get in through the play-in and just like have none of that. And not that even when he was playing, he was really doing a whole lot of it because maybe it is the injuries, but it is a little strange, like, what is it the knees is it the back is it both is it mental is that include like fans were definitely left in the dark with ben simmons this season i would yeah. say on sort of the to the extent of the injuries and what was keeping them out but yeah this is sort of just this isn't news because it's old news unfortunately yeah i guess you're right i i suppose this is probably best for the Brooklyn Nets who are actually going to be playing that I they don't so. have to answer any kind of questions or that Jacques Vaughn doesn't have to give updates further on into the playoffs or the play-in, whatever it may be. Ben Simmons is putting up a 6-6-6 six, six, and six line mm -hmm. this season, barely playing. So it ain't news, and it will be news if we ever see Ben Simmons average 10 points a game again in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I think that will only be news. Wow. Uh, next headline, it's a weird one, from The Athletic. Uh, the Wizards' Bradley Beal's post-game confrontation with fan prompts police investigation okay so that's the headline i'll give you the details here beal is under police investigation after a post-game incident with a fan in orlando who claimed to have lost a bet now according to the reports last week after a road loss to the magic an unidentified man remarked to beal as he was walking back to the locker room you made me lose thirteen hundred dollars you f beal according to the report turned around walked toward a friend of the man who had made the comment, 
swatted his right hand, knocked the dude's hat off, and in doing so, contacted the left side of his head. Hence the police report here from this guy. I guess saying, ah, you hurt my hat, or I have bad hair, you showed the world, and then you made contact with my face, and I wasn't the guy that said this. It was my dumbass buddy, I guess. Um, So... (laughs) I hope he said you hurt my hat. <laughs> Not my hat. I also hope Bradley Beal did, did this. You know what this is? A cap gun. Popped it off his head. Uh, just some loser behavior here yeah. uh, by these guys. The only thing that went poorly is that Bradley Beal got the wrong guy. Um, so sure. hopefully he settles out of court and there is no NBA punishment for Beal. And then they ban these two guys. Because this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The idea that uh, that they're just... Dropping f bombs on them yeah. over a bet they lost. Hey, by the way, I didn't think it was legal to bet in Florida. <laughs> Put these guys in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no hats. Throw the book at them. No hats. Uh, I mean, that, that's what you get for bet- betting on the Wizards as well. Yeah, th- I, I sort of want to know the yeah. bet. Like, <laughs> yeah, did exactly he just right. have a exactly? But was it like a specific Bradley Beal prop bet? Like uh, <laughs> points was a part of a huge like thirteen hundred dollars. Like. I assume this guy had a crazy parlay going. Yeah, maybe. Uh, like, I got a lot of questions about the actual bet. This was, uh, this is what, the Magic game? Yeah, it was Magic Wizards. God, you're, you're, first off, you're right. You're an absolute <laughs> sicko, man. You got a, Straight you got up a gambling mode. problem. <laughs> Call all those numbers you hear on all those ad reads, man. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you got to, when you're telling Siri to fast forward for a minute, you better say a minute and a half because of the disclaimers these days. But let's see here. Bradley Beal, that game, 16 points on 15 shot attempts. So he was definitely playing the over on Beal I think points. So. Looking I th- at a Magic team saying, oh, yeah, this is this is a big Beal game. Should have bet on Porzingis, buddy. Yeah. And I think the idea is, like, you made me lose 1,300. He didn't make a bet for 1,300. Right. He, you think it was like, yeah. I bet 100 bucks. He got he had some parlay going, and he this was, was probably was the nice. only part he didn't hit. Yeah, that's what my gut says. But anyway. And then he got his friend contacted in the head. Oh, yeah. like Tough night out at the <laughs> Yeah, like the Amway Center. The, the play here is it feels like, yeah, we we lost our bet because of you. Uh, and then, you know, we thought we could say whatever we wanted to you. You came over, you stepped to us, and you knocked my guy's hat off. <laughs> and, you know, maybe brushed his face. Uh, but, oh, ow! Oh, man, I would love a Bradley Beal jersey that I could maybe sell on eBay. Maybe signed. Maybe some tickets. Maybe some upcoming tickets. Ah! You know, that's what he's doing here. He's fucking losers. Yeah, that's it's, exactly. It's a just complete loser behavior. Um, Bradley Beal should not give them a jersey, though. No, I hope not. I hope not. Mail, but... him, a, mail him a hat, though. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm in on that. <laughs> Cherry Blossoms yeah. Wizards hat. Uh, final one here, uh, sort of speaking of feuds. This is a couple days old now, but why not? Let's slip it in. Uh, from the New York Post. Charles Barkley, Kevin Durant feud escalates over 60 Minutes interview. Uh, Barkley was on Sunday night's episode of 60 Minutes on CBS, and he used his airtime to take more shots at Kevin Durant. Here's the quote. He's very sensitive, Barkley said. Great player. He's part of that generation who thinks he can't be criticized. He's never looked in the mirror and says, man, is that a fair criticism? Durant, quick to respond on Twitter. This ain't getting tiring, Chuck, he asked. <laughs> I'll never respect the words that come out of your mouth. Just deal with it. So uh, this is just the latest tra- chapter here, I guess, in the in the very weird Barkley-Durant feud. Uh, <laughs> is this news? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's news since these are two of the greatest players ever. Uh, yeah. Two of the greatest Phoenix Suns ever. <laughs> just bickering with each other. Uh, basketball, 
it's a trash talk in sports, Skeets. Unfortunately, that carries over to the media. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley is going to be asked about Kevin Durant probably in every interview he does for their, at least the rest of Kevin Durant's career. Sure. Because he's always going to answer, and he's always going to take shots at KD. So, yeah, I agree with KD. It's getting a little tiring, but also then KD is tweeting things like, I'm not going to lie. I'd be bothered by NBA greats that are jealous of the generations that come after them. That's just me, though. So KD's right, and Barkley's right. Yeah. And they're just going to keep talking about each other because they're different personalities. Yeah, and Barkley, you're right, is going to keep talking about it because that's what Barkley does. Yes. He has a point, and he keeps saying it over and over and over <laughs> yeah. and over what and over again. Uh, this goes back to Barkley calling Durant a bus rider and not a bus driver. Uh, and then he later went on a radio station in Arizona. He called Durant Mr. Miserable. Yes. So I think what's interesting, like, uh, and I saw Durant having exchanges on Twitter with other people about this. It's like, these are like very, like, it's not to do with his basketball at all. It's about his personality. True. Right? This, he's miserable. And this, like, he can't be criticized. Um, and, and. It's you know it's not about obviously his skills because Barkley's even on record saying of course he is one of the greatest players yep. of all time, but it's like when does this end? Like are we going to get like ten, fifteen, twenty years from now? You know we had like uh, the Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas like sit down sure, sure. and the tears are flowing. Are we gonna get a weird Barkley KD where they clear the air <laughs> like ten years from now? Probably. Probably. Honestly, probably yes yeah. because yeah. I mean by the time Kevin Durant retires, we'll have what. 35, 40 years of Charles Barkley being in the media and 15 years of Kevin Durant having his own production company at that point. So probably it'll be a Kevin Durant production. Finally having a sit down with Charles Barkley to hash out their past where they both agree, you're a great player. No, you're a great player. <laughs> I, I really respected the way you handled your career. Wait, 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 wait. You joined up with a, a bunch of Hall of Famers yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So did you. The thing with Barkley though is that his superpower is that anytime somebody comes at him for not winning a ring, he's like, you're absolutely right. I never won a ring. Yeah. And that's why I'm not one of the greats. Yeah. Yeah. He takes it. Exactly. On himself because yeah. that is the biggest knock on Barkley. So what can you say to him in that scenario? He's like, yeah, the one thing that is my biggest stain on my career, I 100% agree with everybody. Ergo, I'm going to say what's wrong with everybody else's career. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it would be fascinating if Kevin Durant... <laughs> were to bring Phoenix their first title. Yeah. <laughs> he is the reason. And then that could get even extra awkward with obviously Chuck being a Phoenix Suns legend and living there, of course. Maybe that's when we get the sit-down. Maybe, maybe that's when it happens, right after they win yeah, the title. Do you think Barkley would give Durant a lot of credit for this championship? Durant would be the number one guy. He is the best player on the Suns, but Devin Booker obviously started this era for Phoenix. He's an all-NBA caliber player as well. And clearly, KD went from a poor situation to a great situation mm-hmm. once again. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 it's a it's a dangerous game to try and put yourself That's in tough. the mind of Charles Barkley. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I mean, I love Chuck, but of course he says things where I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? That's insane. Like, yes. But that is his superpower. He can sort of say anything, and it's going to get not only headlines, but a lot of people agreeing with him, and even the people that don't agreeing with him going, nah. It's just, just <laughs> Chuck. Chuck. That's Chuck. <laughs> and that's, it's incredible. It's, there's not many people in media that could do that. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question. I don't think so. But uh, it'd be weird not to. Like if, it if Kevin Durant does lead the Suns, like, of course, Booker's there, Chris Paul and all that. Like, but I assume if the Suns were to win a title this year or next, it's because of Kevin Durant uh, scoring 30 a game and doing all of his Kevin Durant things. So it's like, how could he not like get another finals MVP and... 
have three of them now and do it in Phoenix, a team you couldn't do it with. Like you'd at some point have to say, all right, you're not, you're not, uh, well, maybe Chuck would go, are you still miserable? (laughs) That's probably what he would say. Yeah. Yeah. Because Durant would say something about Charles Barkley after winning the title and be like, yeah, but see, I was the first person he brought up. What does that tell you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I think Jerome here in the Slack brings up a good point. Uh, We've never had a Barkley Jordan sit down, have we? Those we two guys do not shirt, let Jordan grudges down. go, right? Um, I mean, by all accounts, they maybe are friends, but we've never had that for the uh, for for us, I guess. The the show of it it's all. A great call. So maybe that'll never happen between Kevin Durant and uh, and Chuck. Uh, uh, let's hear your thoughts on on this feud. I guess we can call it that. Uh, do you side with one of them more than the other? Is Barkley has he gone too far with it? Maybe you agree with all of it. Uh, let's hear your thoughts, guys. We got to take our final break. When we come back, pick them results and tweet in the night. Don't go anywhere. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back here in the factory. Just give me a sec. I got to check into my flight. You know, I like to do that promptly. Yeah, let me just add that to my Apple wallet. You got a good seat? 16D. Okay. Wow, you know, GD chimes in with a woo. You think that's good? I think that's great. Anything uh, below 20 is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. I actually agree on that. Nice. I'm silver medallion now, too. Whoa. Uh, no big deal. Oh, no silver seats over here. Hey, I have a question about that, though, because it still says zone one, a uh, zone for boarding as main one, but silver medallion, I'm pretty sure I get priority boarding. So do I just like just ignore, do it. ignore the main one and say yeah. silver coming through silver silver? <laughs> well, you gotta wear your medallion. <laughs> That'd be sort of a cool way That'd to do awesome, it. That'd be awesome, actually. <laughs> oh, I forgot my medallion at home. God. How embarrassed would you be if they kicked you back, though? No, I don't care. Exactly. So yeah, go. Yeah. So just go right away. But I'm embarrassed when I see other people do it. You're embarrassed for them. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't give a shit. <laughs> so just get on the plane. <laughs> I think I, I think I, it's my God-given right as a silver medallion. You man. earned it. You I earned know. that medallion. status. Uh, I, I tell you, I got status by not flying, just by using my mm. credit card way too much. <laughs> it's not yeah. from flying. I don't fly that often. But uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm off tomorrow. I will see you guys in Houston, though, on Monday. Yeah, baby. I'm excited for that. I'm going to Vegas. That's where I got to fly to. 
And then I'm hitting the uh, the national parks of this beautiful country. Jealous. Zion. So jealous. Bryce. Doing some hiking with the guys. Uh, and then I'll fly or go drive back to Vegas and I'll see you guys in Houston on Monday. I can't wait. Um, but picking results. Last night, we're on fire, TK. We're sort of like picking together right now. I have rallied after a one in five start to the month of March. I'm now 10 and 10. You're 12 and 8. You're at a really good record on the season. Tass took the L once again. He's 6 and 14 because we had the Warriors. They had to win by 10 or more. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> nice, nice pass from Curry to Clay to hit a bomb to really seal the deal. So, yeah, I'm 10 and 10. Tass 6 and 14. You're 12 and 8 for March. Tonight's game Lakers, Bulls, Trey Kirby. I mean, Look, he has to take the Chicago Bulls. They're at home, and, uh, you know, small line. They're dogs, plus one and a half. Tass and I taking the L.A. Lakers. Got to win by two or more. Big game here for both teams, let's be honest, yeah, when it definitely. comes to getting into the plan. Especially considering last night the all the teams that the Bulls are right around in the play and chase all won, and the Bulls obviously lost on Monday night against... Yeah. Um, against the Clippers, beat the Lakers in L.A. in LeBron's first game back. I see here that his over-under, only 24.5 points LeBron for tonight. Patrick Beverly, too small the guy, in the face, gave a stinky to the crowd. Yep, 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 yep. He was, he was really trolling LeBron. It was also LeBron's first game back. He's getting his legs under him. Yep. He's getting his rhythm back. Are you telling me you'd like to put on a hat, place a bet, fly to Chicago, <laughs> we'll use my silver medallion status, <laughs> okay, and I'm get in. there, and then whether we put a bunch of money on LeBron going over 24 and a half, and if he doesn't when he's walking back to the tunnel, we get pissed off with him. Well, yeah, here's the thing. I'll put the bet in. You're going to have to take the slap to that. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Wear your most padded hat. <laughs> Just in case you get contacted. Uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous about this one, but we'll see. Okay. I've had a couple of miracle covers the last you couple have. of days. Yeah, you have. Both of us really have. Uh, all right. Well, good luck to you. And uh, otherwise, Tass and I got the Lakers winning by two on the road. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of uh, just a fun little exchange here on Twitter I saw last night. Uh, at Clee Speculator, so at Cleveland Speculator, started us off with this photo that he took of his television screen of the Cavs-Hawks game and tweeted, oh, hey, Renee Montgomery, and added Renee. <laughs> Renee responded, hi, <laughs> this photo is hilarious. Looks like I'm the only one in the gym, which it really does. There's no one else Not in a seat. I know, it's completely empty with Donovan at the line. And then Sarah Spain chiming in to Renee, you look like a scout at a private workout <laughs> uh, as Renee is taking in the game there. But uh, yeah, Renee, uh, a legend here in the ETL scene. And uh, she was into the game. I was uh, obviously watching this one down the stretch. And uh, she was right there sitting courtside and was going nuts, on a, especially on that DeJounte Murray uh, tough fadeaway. Oh, that was nice. That, he hit around that was really nice. She's up going like this. I always like to see people that sit in the front row show some emotion. Yeah. yeah Don't yeah, be yeah. afraid to stand on. up and get into the game. You know, you feel like because you're in the front row that you got to play it cool. Sure. <laughs> Got to sit down. Don't block anyone's view. No, you don't. Been there. If anything, you should be more into it. You're catching the game at its best right there. The sounds of it all, sweat landing on you. Mm. Should be standing nonstop. Hey, 
mad respect to Renee Montgomery because there was, what, like 17 seconds gone in the second half, and she's posted up there. Back in her ready seat. Ready for it. Uh, but I'm with you, Skeets. Gone are the days of old man knees at the Philadelphia 76ers games. <laughs> Crouched on the court, basically, uh, living and dying mm. with his team. People play it too cool in general in that front row. Yep. There to be seen yeah, instead of see what's going on and loving it. I mean, maybe some of these people, it's like, I paid $100,000 for a seat. I better sit in the seat. <laughs> be cool if you could be like big chair respecters <laughs> well just like I gotta honor the chair here be cool if you could be like uh, um, I wanna sit I wanna be courtside I don't wanna sit can I get it for half price if I just you remove no my chair. seat and I can just stand there or crouch <laughs> half court stand or courtside stands I guess courtside stands yes but you're most likely to catch a ball if yeah. that's the case yeah you're on your uh, but yeah I think the only way they could do that is if they banned front row jerseys because that would be too confusing oh you got Renee Montgomery standing over there wearing a Clint Capella jersey you know she's getting a drop off pass on the sideline that's a good point you don't see a lot of that either People sitting Maybe courtside in the jersey. It's, it's that's a, a fascinating thought. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for that. You show up in a jersey, they're like, uh-uh, sorry. It's either you or the shirt. Yeah. Gotta go. Wow, I never really thought about that. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't think I see it all that often. It's Again, true. those are these it's people, they, 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 like, they're sort of too cool, usually. I'm not saying Renee is, but fit, yeah, sure. yeah you're, get your fits off. Uh, all right, so that's Tweet of the Night. That's today's podcast, guys. We'll call it there. Uh, again, no bunts. That's up on the Athletic Baseball Show with Tass and Joel, if you're a baseball fan. Doesn't that start today? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Thursday. Okay. Yeah. First pitch. Tass said they're all starting at the exact same time. All 30 teams. That's incredible. First time in MLB That's history. Odd. All 30 teams on the same day are playing. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, not, not at the exact same time, first pitch. Because that would be wild. Why would you do that? That would be because weird. Because it would be cool. It would be cool, but also. Well, it wouldn't work because unless all the East Coast games started at, let's say, 407, mm-hmm. first pitch, yeah. and 107 on the West Coast. Okay, that would be fine. Reasonable. But, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I assume they're. <laughs> Sync your pitch clocks. 30 strikes all at the That's same time. That's what I mean. It would be a cool, yeah. like, doom, doom, like, imagine yeah. that YouTube short. That'd be really cool, actually. Uh, give me John Boy Beats breaking that down. Not John Boy Beats. No. John Boy yeah. Media. John Boy John, Media. John, 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 John Boy, Boy Beats is the Top Shot guy. Top Shot guy. John Boy Media. John Boy Media. Guys. Yeah, yeah, my guy. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I am not in baseball mode yet. Uh, but anyway, we got uh, that. Who do you think's going to win the World Series? Probably the Blue Jays. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's actually going to be the Atlanta Braves. Oh, you think the Braves? Yeah. yeah, it's one of those two. Who won it last year? Ooh. <laughs> nah, uh, not the Phillies. Astros? Astros, was it Astros, Astros did it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. After the whole controversy yeah, yeah, of they banging did. on drums, they, they were like went they? on to win it. I think they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. The Phillies. Okay, there you go. That's there you go. Okay. Jays, Braves, you got Jays? I got the Jays, yeah. All right, of course. Go Jays. Go Jays. Nice. nice. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, that's it for today's show. We will be back, some of us, tomorrow here in the Classic Factory. TK will be here. JD will be here. And Jerome. Hopefully yes. his flight goes okay. He's flying down from Toronto, so he'll be. No, uh, no, uh, no, no. He's uh, he's going to be via Zoom. Jerome via Zoom eh, tomorrow. I'm mixing it up that he's eventually coming here. He's coming. He'll be here next week. Next week, yeah. Okay, Jerome will be on tomorrow's show, and you guys will also have a Survivor podcast tomorrow at yeah. 1 p.m. Eastern. That's no bus on YouTube feed on podcast feed with a very special guest filling in for me. So that's going to be awesome. It'll be better than the normal no bus because I won't be on it, and the guest <laughs> is phenomenal. 
Until then though, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, a podcast is a podcast without your shirt on. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> and I got. Oh, you got an undershirt? Uh, yeah, I got oh, a Oh, you got a, a, I got dumb, a wife pleaser. You got a Dom Toretto on. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Toretto mode. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the day, people. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.